Good evening, Saints fans and NFLers around the world. Welcome to the Who Dat Dish podcast, the best Saints podcast this side of the Mississippi. We are part of Fansided. As always, we thank you for joining us today. I'm your host, Dayton Brown. What's up, guys? I'm your other host, Tyler Rand. We've got an amazing episode. As always, we're bringing you amazing episodes. This time for episode number 26 tonight, we've got a very special guest with us. Uh, he's a writer for the New Orleans Saints on uh, Last Word on Sports. He's a huge Saints fan, and uh, we've been looking forward to having him on, especially myself. So please, everyone, give a huge welcome to John Butler. How's it going, John? How are you tonight, fellas? Oh, well, very welcome, good. Welcome to the show, John. This uh, I don't know if you can hear this clapping, but that, that that's for you. <laughs> Thank you for joining Thank the show you. today. Uh, great, great to have you on. Obviously, a uh, little bit of a down week, as you mentioned before the podcast, due to the, the Saints losing to the Falcons, which we'll jump into. Other than that, how have you been doing? How is it over on Last Word Sports? Uh, yeah, everything Everything's good. I've had a lot of fun uh, this season. I've got to do a couple of, uh, couple of interviews and uh, – yeah, it's it's been fun writing for him, and it's been a fun season to cover the Saints without you know without right. saying right, right, yeah. Even despite the losses, it's still been a really fun right. season to to write yeah. about yeah, them absolutely. and and cover them. So again, thank you for joining us. Be sure to follow John on Twitter at Saint John uh, Butler. I think that's where most of your content can be found, right, John? Like uh, you you tweet out a majority of your articles on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, that's the easiest place to find me. I am on. Uh, pretty much all the social media platforms at the same handle at St. John Butler, but Twitter is where I hang out primarily. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. 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 That's where, that's where we actually ended up finding uh, John as well was on Twitter. So uh, be sure to follow him there. We're just going to jump right into things, uh, skipping articles of the week. Just be sure to go to whodidish.com to check out all the great game recaps and game previews for the Jets game. But we're going to jump into the Thursday night football fiasco game review. Uh, week 13's win over Carolina came with some bad baggage. Uh, the Saints and Falcons had just three days of rest before facing off this past Thursday in Atlanta in the new Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Unfortunately for the Saints and their fans, they fell 20-17 to to the Falcons despite picking off Matt Ryan three times during the game. Uh, injuries, including a concussion to Alvin Kamara, combined with ridiculous penalties, resulted in New Orleans losing its fourth game of the season um, and their first division game. We are now 3-1. and one. Uh, in the division, nine and four on the season. We didn't move any spots in the playoff seeding or in the NFC South standings, which is good. We're still fourth in the NFC, first in the NFC South. Uh, John, I'm going to start with you, man. Obviously, again, the penalties were pretty ridiculous. Dive into that a little bit more. The injuries were bad for us. Just overall, what did you think of this game? What what can be the most blame for the Saints' loss? Was it the injuries, penalties, play, coaching? What what did you think about the game? I would love to. Blame all of it. I mean, yeah, all of it obviously had a part in, you know, the, the demise of the Saints this week. The uh, the injury list was, you know, as long as my arm. Um, but the bottom line is, at the end of the day, the Saints had a chance to win the game. Mm-hmm. And, and, and Breeze throwing that pick in the end zone at the end, it's, it just – it's tough, yeah. uh, tough, tough way to watch, especially when the, you know, the, the, you know, the next man on deck mentality, you know, everybody's coming in, bring, you know, substituting for the uh for the injured guys it's 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 tough to watch that effort go to waste and and, and result in a loss yeah yeah it it, it it was super tough tyler what'd you think man um obviously let, let let's dive into one specific um sequence i guess it was fourth and one uh we were in atlanta's territory and drew Brees. sean payton calls for a drew Brees quarterback sneak we get it 
And instead of instead of going for three, Peyton wanted the seven. But that's when a few plays later, Drew Brees threw the interception. What what did you think of that play? And and also give us your thoughts on the game. Okay, well the play. Uh, okay, I'll say this first. I don't know if I was lucky or unfortunate. It seems like every time I, I watch the Saints play on prime time, I'm happily surprised. Uh, I want to say happily. I'm shockingly surprised to see a loss most of the time. But yeah, I have the a quote unquote pleasure of seeing this game. So about that play, <laughs> you know, I, I was actually like really nervous. I was worried that watch the Saints won't get the, get it and the game ends there. But luckily, obviously, of course, we got we got the first down. And, you know, if you don't know Sean Payne by now, he's really risky, you know. It all started in the Super Bowl when he called uh, an onside kick, you know, at halftime. You know, this guy is risky. He, he, he's he got some balls that are made out of some sort of metal down there. But, um, yeah, you know, um, I don't know. I, I appreciate him being really, you know, um, I can't think of a good word. I appreciate him being really risky, really confident, you know, in what he decides. But I think it's just unfortunate the way it turned out. Now, as for... What I thought of the game. Uh, here's what I'm going to say. If uh, let's just uh, let's have a hypothetical here. Let's say the word injuries and the word penalties were two types of drinks. When they're mixed together, man, that's a lethal concoction. Don't don't give that to anybody. Don't give that to Bill Cosby because he's, <laughs> <laughs> he's going to have a way with that one. But um, yeah, no. If it wasn't bad enough for, I'm a little biased here when I said that. Some of the penalties I saw were absolutely ludicrous here but um for example you saw you know i forget which cornerback was on michael thomas or uh, maybe you can help me out here probably desmond trufant yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Trufant was handling thomas the wrong way all game and none of that was being called he got even poked in the eye and nobody saw that but yet when Lattimore, who i think right now is a better uh man press cover corner whatever uh it's hulu than what Trufant was doing to Thomas, you know, he was getting called all game, you know, and so that was just really unfortunate to see. And then all the injuries, that wasn't fun. And my boy, Trey Hendrickson, he got hurt, man. Yeah. Everybody loves him. He went down, and I think Twitter erupted. Man, it, it was yeah. just not Yeah. It, it, it was a game I didn't want to see. You know, like, out of all the games, I think this one, I think, had the highest expectations, and it really fell flat considering what happened and, you know, we're still able to come back, and that's the funny part. Like, we, we had that game in our hands, you know, and just everything. It, man, it wasn't fun. But yeah. that's big. Yeah, I, I think if, if Kamara is, is healthy in this game, he, he, he left the game with three catches for 25 yards. If he stays in the game, uh, he easily gets to about 12 receptions for – 20 for probably close to 150 yards receiving because Drew Brees was, was very accurate. He's finding Michael Thomas. Um, uh, over half or just about half of Drew Brees' targets in this game were to Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara, and that's when Kamara was out. So having having, having Kamara go out so early just just absolutely hurt us. Our defense yeah. was, was exhausted, it seemed, half the time due to injuries, of course, and due to the Falcons having the ball uh, for such a long amount of time. But the penalties were just so one-sided you you have to actually watch the game and go back and look on the film to understand why saints fans are so frustrated with these calls it's not just the fact that we got called for 11 penalties and the falcons only got called for four and that they got nine first downs because of the those uh, penalties on the saints but it's because most of these calls are phantom calls obviously that um false start runoff clock at to end the half when the saints were trying to kick a field goal 
Did that they call one. Time out at yeah. the very end. Yeah. I'm pretty sure we had one. That one. Well, well, yeah, and 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 the call was 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 just really bad. You don't see that happen in the NFL often, if at all. Um, yeah. And and obviously that there there were other other calls throughout the game. You know, phantom pass interferences, is face face Falcons. So really, it just seemed like everything was stacked up against the Saints. And add that to our defense being totally exhausted. Even though we got those three picks, we were able to get it. Our offense only got seven points because of those. Uh, uh, three interceptions. They weren't able to capitalize. Could have been because Kamara was out. I, I I also blame some of the play calling as well. I think it was very conservative of Sean Payton. Other than that fourth down call, most of the game it, it was it was really conservative. Uh, and he should have given the ball to Mark Ingram more often. We should have we should have ran it, uh, gone on the ground to spice things up for the Falcons because because they they knew that a majority of the time we were going to just be passing the ball. Uh, and and the time of possession was was in uh, Atlanta's favor. They had more yards. It, it, it was just unfortunate. But, again, we had the chance to win this game, and that's what gives me hope. The the injuries, the penalties, the bad play calling, we were still in that game. We were still close. We, we should have won. I'm, I'm just going to give out some quick stats uh, for the Saints. Drew Brees, 26-35, 271 yards. Sacked twice for a loss of 15 yards. Not bad. Two touchdowns, one interception, that one in the end zone that was intended for uh, Josh Hill. Mark Ingram, 12 rushes for 49 yards. Um 4.1 average, nothing too special. Again, if I think if Kamara was in the game, we would have been able to um, have them both, you know, like our usual game plan, have them both carry, and Ingram would have gotten more yards, as would have Kamara, just, just to keep the defense guessing. Michael Thomas had a breakout game, 10 receptions, under 17 yards, one touchdown. I say breakout for the season just because he hasn't had too many over 100-yard uh, receiving games. Ingram had four catches, 43 yards. Manti Teo led the team in sacks. Craig Robertson was right behind him. Ken Crawley played nice. Marshawn Lattimore had an interception. Um, and then as did uh, Marcus Williams, another rookie. And Chris Banjo, uh, who has been really good on special teams this year, showed up on the defensive side uh, and got an interception. So I really like that. But, yeah, again, the Saints were right there. Let's talk about some positives. John, uh, what was the brightest spot for the team, for the Saints in this game? The brightest spot? Um... Well, I mean, you mentioned the the numbers that Michael Thomas put up. That's always good to see. Um, mm-hmm. Mark Ingram, I thought he played well considering the limited amount of touches he got, especially receiving the ball. He was uh, he, he kind of took some of that uh, Alvin Kamara, you know, attention. Um, and Manti Teo, I thought played yeah played ex- exceptionally well, especially against the run. He uh, he definitely stuck out to me on the on the broadcast. Yeah, yeah, same here. Yeah. How about you, Tyler? Um, a couple things. I think the first thing I think it's a bit of a bit of a surprise for everyone. But um, I'm probably on the low end of this number here. But I think you know when you take obviously right now we can all agree that how Alvin Kamara has been utilized. He he is the main component of this offense. Without him, this puzzle this puzzle isn't complete. He's the main puzzle piece in this offense. Obviously, you have Drew Brees who puts it all together. But right now, without Alvin Kamara, the Saints are virtually nothing. But let me put a little asterisk next to this because they aren't nothing, and here's why. You, you know, I think it wasn't perfect. I think, obviously, without Kamara, the Saints were hurting. We needed him. But I think a, a good positive of this is, uh, the good a good positive uh, about this game was you saw what the Saints would are able to accomplish without Kamara. And I think that's really important going forward because in the NFL, nothing's certain. Like, we just found out today that Carson Wentz went down, you know, and what yeah. if something like that happened to Kamara, you know, where the Saints needed to go a long stretch without him? So I'm just thinking right now that the Saints are still able 
to utilize other pieces of this offense. You know, if one goes down, you go other guys. You know, like the next man up kind of thing. And the other one I was pretty happy about, the other main highlight was, like again, like we said, the next man up kind of thing. We had um, the interception by Chris Banjo. On that play, Kenny Vaccaro was actually out, and Chris Banjo was filling in for him. And that's when he got the interception. So just plays like that where yeah. our second, third string players have been able to step up at least enough to make an impact for us on this defense. I think both of those have been pretty happy for me. But on uh, speaking of other pieces uh, on offense, am I the only one here who was not surprised that uh, Ted Good Jr. didn't get more receptions, or was that yeah. just me? Well, he's, he, yeah, he was only targeted twice, and, and he had yeah, yeah. two catches for, for 10 yards. And one of them – so one of his receptions was for 11 yards. The other one was for negative one. So, I mean, like, <laughs> you, you need to have more downfield plays for Ted Ginn Jr., especially when that, – that's that's the thing about, about the Saints is they, this the, – the way that this team orchestrated their offense reminded me so much of, of last year's team offensive-wise because that team didn't really seem to – want to score as often as 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 we've seen them earlier this season you know you saw it against buffalo you even saw it when we lost against los angeles that offense wants to score and and they're and they're going to go out there and score without kamara this team seemed more conservative the play calling was off tedgan jr wasn't going downfield as often as i wanted to um i think that's why thomas got so many receptions is because there, there was a lot of attention on gin but also there weren't too many plays going downfield to you know kind of get get attention to Ginn at, at the very least or, or see if he can get open down the field. Yeah, Ginn, Tommy Lee Lewis, I, I think we could have used him as a vertical threat in this game to surprise him. Willie Sneed had a catch, one catch for zero yards. We we, we talked about it last last week of Sneed, you know, we're hoping that he, he, he wants to or that he's going to step up soon and, and that just wasn't happening. Um, but yeah, I agree with you guys about the bright spots. Definitely Michael Thomas. I would even say Drew Brees was, was a fantastic bright spot as always. Um, our, unfortunately, Matt Ryan only got sacked once and, uh, I'm, I'm going to do something that I don't want to do and I'm going to, but it needs to be done. I'm going to give credit where credit is due for the Falcons. Um, their, their offensive line, I think protected Matt Ryan just fine. Uh, he only, he only threw the ball 27 times. Nine times less than uh, Drew Brees, and he only had 15 incompletions. But their receiving core, mainly Julio Jones and Mohamed Sanu, made the most out of every reception that they got. Yeah. They they made that offense. Uh, again, we talked about how versatile and dynamic their receiving core is. It was on full display with with Jones and Sanu. Um, even and, and again, the coverage uh, from Lattimore to, to Jones was great, but Lattimore kept having to go to the sideline for oxygen. He was tired. This was, again, a Thursday night game. That's what led to the injuries. And yeah, and he was still banged up um, from from the the injury he suffered against uh, the Rams a couple of weeks ago. But yeah, you got to give credit, and also the other Jones on the defensive side of the ball, um, uh, Deion Jones for 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 the Falcons. Yeah. Thirteen tackles, three tackles for loss, two passes defended, and he had that game clinching interception, which is just hard. I mean, I think that that was Drew Brees' worst decision of the night. Other than that, he had a near perfect game. Uh, for you sure. Don't throw that ball to you don't throw that ball to Josh Hill. Uh, I, no. I think that there, there are other <laughs> options to do, but um, play for Kamara. It, uh, that's what mm-hmm. a lot of people thought, you know. Yeah. Or, what are you gonna do? Yeah, yeah. So um, let, let let's transition just to the overall scope of things for the Saints after this game. Um, obviously, we we like to give percentages. I'm not gonna do percentage of what if if like the percentage of likeliness of the Saints making the playoffs or, or getting a top seed, just because that is the Saints don't really control their own destiny now. It depends on other teams, but. Yeah. 
John, John, let's start with you. Uh, coming away from this game, what's your confidence in the Saints going into the playoffs? Because they still haven't beat a team other than the other than the Panthers, who we beat twice. Really impressive wins. All of the Saints' victories have been against teams um, outside of the playoffs, and half of those teams are 500 or worse. Is it time to worry about that a little bit? Or are, 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 what, what, this loss was obviously close enough to, to, to take away some positive from the Saints. But, but what, what do you think overall scope of things for the Saints now? I mean, obviously the injuries will play into that a little bit. Yeah, of course, of course you're worried. Once you, once you start you know, thinning things out that much, you, you, you know, your natural reaction is to worry. Um, the, the Jets, going into next week, the Jets losing McCown. Yes. Uh, and, and, and getting beat up the way they did by the, yes. by the Broncos. I think that, that all helps. Um, they, they may have just mailed it in at that, you know, you know, with that loss. Um, Bryce Petty and Christian Hackenberg, neither one scares anybody in the NFL. No. Uh, and, and obviously with the Bucks, the last game of the season, I really don't see any worry there either. I mean, you know, they, they'll pretty much be packing their bags you know, before mm-hmm. that game even starts. Right. Uh, the, the Falcon game, I, I can't imagine the Saints lose that game. At home, mm-hmm. with, you know, with, with all this baggage that's kind of just lingering out there, I can't imagine. I think the Saints are going to win out and, and win the division. And, right. I, and I'm, not, I'm not saying that as a homer. I'm saying that as right. that's, if I was a betting man, that's where I'd put my yeah. money. I would too. Yeah. I would too. And we're, I mean, right now we're tied with Carolina, but we're going to have the tiebreaker unless somehow our division record becomes worse than, than Carolina. But I, I don't see that happening. And we, we've, like I said, we already swept them on the season, have the bucks as the last season of the game, Atlanta home banged up jets who are near to playoff elimination as well. I got a lot of confidence. This game was just really rough on us. And I, I think the short week had something to do with it. Tyler, what do you think, man? Uh, you want know the funny thing is I know a lot of people are worried right now. Believe me, at first I was, but now I'm not so much. I know you brought up that stat about the uh, the teams with the records and all that, but, you know, that's just a stat. For me, I look at it this way. If it weren't for the injuries and the penalties, the Saints would have easily have won that game. The Saints mm-hmm. were in control, you know, most of the – they just got derailed, you know? And right. It's, it's okay. So, like, let's say the Saints are riding a bike, and let's say you have some people on both sides of the street. They're throwing rocks at you. Obviously, you're going to yeah. fall off your bike because you have people throw rocks at you. The Saints would have <laughs> rode away with another win if it if it wasn't for all the rocks that they got thrown at them. And, like, the funny part is, like, for me, when I was looking at the season, the, uh, the schedule the past couple weeks, I thought, uh, I thought this would have been a loss. Now, going into, uh, going into Thursday night, considering what the Saints have been able to accomplish, I was hoping for a win. I was very disappointed when they ended up losing in that fashion. But in the end, I figured, hey, it's a loss. 12-4 is still a very good record. And I just think right now, you know, you have the Jets who, you know, lost their main quarterback to a hand injury. Uh, you know, lost to the, the Broncos who stink this year. You have the Buccaneers who tried to eat a W but ended up choking halfway down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that's sad, team. So, I forget which uh, <laughs> NFL sports twitter account it was but um it showed like a video you know when he played uh when winston played the saints when he was eating uh trying to eat his hand you know shaped like a w and see it's a giant like giant almost like stamp come down on it says eliminated and yeah i think that was uh thursday night football on cbs twitter account yeah i think i know what you're talking about yeah 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 that was funny in my opinion the buccaneers and the jets don't stand it 
chance right now for the Saints. You know, I, I, the Saints are too motivated. I think this team, especially this year, learned so much more from a loss uh, than what they do, uh, than what they learn from a win. I think, especially this week, they learned what can happen when things like that happen. You know, when uh, instances like uh, you know injuries, uh, penalties happen like that. I think they come back motivated, and I agree with John 100%. This team's going to be 12 and 4 with either the third, second, third, or fourth spot in the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. And that game against Atlanta is going to be the biggest one, obviously. Yeah. Um, and, and I don't know. Seeds could be locked up for the most part by the time we get to week 17, but the NFC is really close, so I, I don't fully see that happening. But if it does, since, I mean, Philadelphia has already clinched their division, they they might be on the way, even with Carson Wentz, and we'll get to that in a little bit, even with Carson Wentz out. Um, Saints might be able to get away with resting some guys against Tampa Bay in week 17 if that comes down to it. Just because, again, Tampa Bay is eliminated from the playoffs already. So by the time this end of the season comes... You know they they might not even be playing for anything, not even their pride anymore. So we could get away with resting some players and still able to win that game. Uh, and then the Jets game is going to be us getting our swagger back, so to speak, to get ready for Atlanta. And uh, I, I don't see I don't see this Jets game being a trap game at all either. Like some sometimes teams get into moods like this where they're like, oh, we got to prepare for a revenge game against our divisional rival who we just lost to, so we got to beat down on this you know you know uh, crappy team. Uh, and I think that's exactly what will happen. I, I don't think um, that will turn into some sort of trap game for, for the Jets uh, to beat us. And uh, it is a home game as well in New Orleans uh, for the Jets game. So obviously in our favor. Uh, we get two home games in a row. Uh, and then we go on the road uh, to finish off the season against Tampa Bay. So, yeah, I'm with you guys. I think the Saints definitely going to make the playoffs. Got to finish 12-4, and four, win our division. Uh, which which is going to be fa- fantastic to see. Tyler has some great metaphors already in the in this podcast. First yeah, with the tainted that. tainted oh. Bill Cosby drink, and then the paper boy being hit by rocks on his bike. Uh, <laughs> a little metaphor. I, I like yeah. it. I like it. Anything else you guys want to say about this game? Um, about the Saints' current state, John? Any other notes you want to throw out there about the game we we might have missed before we move on? Um, hey, let me let me go through my notes here. The one yeah. one thing I will mention. This 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 report of this Phil McKinley, this former Falcons player yes. being arrested. Yeah. In the game, yes. I mean, how disgusting is that? Yes. I mean, I don't I don't even know what to say about it. It's just, it's yeah. just the NFL needs to do a better job at, at at scheduling the right guys for the right games because yeah. To say this guy didn't have an agenda, I, I don't know. I, I find and, it hard to believe. And I believe so. For so for those of you listening that don't know what what John is talking about. Uh, one of the officials in the game was a former Atlanta Falcon player, uh, and he was the perpetrator for a few bad calls in that game. Uh, I also believe he was the same ref who did not call the Broncos being out of bounds last season, I believe, when we played uh, Denver in New Orleans. when they On the block, block kick. Won the block kick, which ended up winning. I believe that was the same exact official. I was just reading a story about that. On top of that, the man who is uh, reviewing and and deciding on whether uh, or not Sean Payton f- faces further discipline uh, for his antics on the sideline. And I say antics in quotation marks just because I, I don't think he should have deserved any discipline no. for that. He is a former Saints employee who is disgruntled. Jay Glazer did a, did a report on it for uh, Fox NFL Sunday uh, early in the morning for their countdown. Sean Payton tweeted about it, and uh, it's right there in the open. It's, it's obvious. It, it's quite clear. Uh, Tyler, that that that's concerning to you, yeah? Uh, absolutely. It's funny. Um, 
Uh, John, I'm surprised you didn't mention that um, that same Falcons player was also one of the referees uh, in the Broncos game. That's what that I said. No one appar- uh, apparently noticed last year when the guy clearly stepped out of bounds. You can see Tyler, shadow. Tyler, Tyler, Tyler. Yeah. I, I already said that. I already said that, but <laughs> I just said that. Well, I, I'm reminding people. Okay, okay, go ahead, man. Go ahead. Who <laughs> that, baby? Who that? Who that, okay. baby? No, yeah, yeah. It's it's, uh, it's yeah. so bad you got to say it twice. I agree, man. I agree. <laughs> yeah, so bad you got to say it twice. Sorry. I didn't even right. realize You're good. Bad. You're good, man. But, yeah, no, that, that that's wild. That's crazy to me. Like, Every, come on. It's I, a fan yeah. apparently. Yeah, it, it doesn't make too much sense. But, uh, okay, guys. That wraps up our, our Falcons talk. We're going to go on a quick break, which for us is uh, three seconds of silence for you guys. It's about a minute of ad. Uh, we're going to come back, do a quick little roundup of, of who we think is going to be the MVP with Carson Wentz out, offensive defensive rookie of the year, Kamar and Lattimore, of course. Uh, Super Bowl predictions right now. Uh, so, yeah, stay tuned, guys. We'll be right back. What's up, guys? We are back. Did you miss us? Did you like my heated rant? I don't know if I did. Um. Well, I, I, I'm glad that we're back. So, as always, in case you missed it, we are here. We are around to talk some Saints football with our lovely guest, last one on sports writer, John Butler. So, let's start off bold uh, with our MVP of the year. Uh, what do you guys think? So, obviously, Carson Wentz, we probably all agree. I don't know about unanimous, unanimously. But he was having a great year. Um, he's out for the season, unfortunately. He uh, they played the Rams and he tore his ACL. So with that mm-hmm. being said, do you guys think um, uh, there's going to be a new MVP? Do you still think Carson Wentz being injured still gets it? What do you guys think? Let's start off with John. What's your take on this? Um, I, I think there's a I, Carson Wentz will certainly still get some votes. Um, mm-hmm. there's been uh. Good cases for Case Keenum. Uh, Russell Wilson has, has has grabbed the the Seahawks team by the by the throat and pulled them up out of the doldrums and into uh, a, a serious contender. But unfortunately, I would still have to say Tom Brady mm-hmm. uh, is is the leader of the pack in the quarterbacks and and will probably end up with an MVP. Yep, yep. I'm with John. Um, main all, like mainly. On your point, when you say Carson Wentz is still going to receive votes, I still think Carson Wentz could end up winning the MVP. I mean, he's had a strong enough campaign this year. Obviously, he's going to miss the last three games, so that's a lot of stats uh, that he's missing out on for his you know MVP resume. But he led this Eagle team to an NFC East title, uh, you know, in Week 15. Uh, great record. One of the, the the one of the top teams in the league. Tom Brady is doing the same with with New England, so yeah. If Tom Brady continues doing what he's doing, he's gonna win. He's gonna win the MVP award. I'm glad you brought up Case Keenum. Um, and as a little Homer side put, I do think Drew Brees should be getting more um, more looks at for for MVP. I think his completion percentage off the charts, fantastic. Obviously, we're we're going to finish with the reigning record and most likely the playoffs if we finish going 12 and four. I don't see why Drew Brees wouldn't, wouldn't at least be in the, the top five discussion for, for MVP this year. I think he's been playing unbelievable. But, yeah, I do think, uh, unfortunately, Carson Wentz being out is going to give Brady the the MVP. What do you think, Tyler? The funny part is um, uh, if running backs were sort of in the, in the discussion, uh, would you guys ever consider possibly uh, Mark Ingram? You know, I, I think he's obviously taking a bigger role this year. Yeah. I think now Ingram this year, you have a totally different Saints team. What do you guys think about that? Would well, you put in the discussion? I think well, I, I, he definitely has the touchdowns, 
to yeah. to kind of be in that. Disguise. I don't think he's been spectacular enough to be MVP. But a non-quarterback who has been, we saw it last night, Antonio Brown. I, th- yeah. I think could be in the MVP discussion. Yeah. Uh, last year, I, I I predicted him to win MVP of the year for for the uh, for the season. Obviously, it didn't pan out. But this season, he's been he's been lights out. Had over 200 yards receiving last night when they uh, defeated the the Ravens, which was a great game. So yeah, if there's a non-quarterback to win the Super Bowl or to win the MVP award this year, I would say it's um, uh, Antonio Brown. Although I would love to see Mark Ingram get some get some nods. Yeah. What about you, John? Um, yeah, yeah, I would, I would definitely agree with uh, Antonio Brown being the uh, the leader of the pack when it comes to non quarterback play. Um, I'm not going to throw Willie Sneed's name into the mix, but uh... <laughs> oh man, don't remind <laughs> us. Ten touches of the year isn't that enough for you? Oh, I, I, I mean, I hate to say it, I have lost all faith in Willie Sneed, but I'm, mm. I'm not, I'm not going to try and derail the conversation. I would oh, say. Uh... Yeah, I would say Antonio Brown. Brown is probably the only guy I would consider as a as a possible non QB yeah. MVP. I agree. Yeah, there you go. Well, obviously we know how the season is just about wrapping up the regular season that is for football, and a couple big awards that are floating around right now. We're not exactly a hundred percent sure who's going to win them. But obviously, there are a few Saints names, luckily, in in the discussion. So. For uh, for rookie of the year, offensive and defensive. Obviously, you have offensive Alvin Kamara who missed the game. You have uh, defensive rookie of the year. You obviously have Lattimore who's up in the front. He's missed some games. What do you guys think? Do you think at this point they're miles ahead of everyone else in the race? Do you think someone else comes up behind behind them and swoops in and takes it? Do you think the Saints get both of their rookies awards for the first time? Since I think forever with the Lions, what do you guys think? Whoever yeah. wants to take it, so uh, I'll just jump in real quick. I do okay. think for, for sure, uh, in terms of NFC rookies, uh, Kamara and Lattimore are definitely leading the pack. And, and if the season ended today, I think that they would win respectively offensive rookie of the year and defensive rookie of the year. I think if there's two guys who swoop in and steal those awards, uh, they both come out of the AFC uh, for offensive. It, it could be uh, Leonard Fournette. Uh, maybe, maybe possibly Kareem Hunt if he somehow duplicates what he did earlier in the season for these last three games and just pumps up his stats. Uh, but I, I think Kamara's going to end up running away with it. Um, reports are coming out that he's going to be good to go against the Jets, which is great, meaning he's, he's not going to miss too much time. Uh, and, and for, uh, you know, Leonard Fournette is also doing really good for a uh, thriving Jacksonville Jaguars team. Defensive Rookie of the Year, again, I, I think Lattimore's going to run away with it if, if a guy's going to come in and swoop it. This could possibly be somebody like Tredavious White, uh, maybe maybe T.J. Watt for the Steelers. Other than that, I think that both of them are gonna win win the awards easily, which is gonna be great to see. You know, them sweep that award category. Yeah, what were you, John? Uh, I would. Uh, I mean, again, not being a homer, I would definitely <laughs> take Kamara and Lattimore. I think they're the lead horse in both categories uh, heading into the last three games of the season. Um, you know, as long as they continue to play at the level they've been playing at, and and barring any injuries I, I i definitely see both of them winning it and uh you know something to celebrate in new orleans yeah uh, i bet you know obviously i i think for me i don't know obviously you know if i had a meter here the the little dial would be pointed towards most likely it's not like 100 percent certain just because of the games they've missed but i would say right now non-biased of what they've been able to accomplish on both sides of the you know, obviously, Kamara on offense, Lamar on defense. They both they both have been doing phenomenal. 
They've really made an impact for this team this year. So speaking of players of the year, uh, let's just go to the regular specific one, not rookies, just regular offensive and regular defensive player of the year. Uh, John, let's start with you. Who do you think right now is the front runner uh, for those categories? Hmm. See, it's tough. It's tough for me too. I yeah, think. that's 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 tough. Yeah, I hadn't even uh, I hadn't even thought about that. Um... Yeah, me neither. Um, <laughs> shoot. Uh, yeah, I mean, good. Oh, uh, me. Um, here. What do you guys think? I'll, I'll buy some time. Okay. So I think defensive player of the year. Obviously, you have. I love to hear Cameron Jordan that just because of he he's been, he's over ten sacks. I think he's at least at ten right now, which is awesome. Um, let's see for other defensive players of uh of the year. You obviously have all those main guys, Everson Griffin, uh, all those defensive ends who who have been getting a ton of sacks. You know, one player who I respect a lot, I love to see uh, get the title, get the award, would be um, Clyce Campbell. You know, he, he was a big yeah. impact player for uh, Arizona, but he's made, like, take that production and practically double it in Jacksonville. But he's been phenomenal on that defense. And I don't think his numbers are, like, a first in every single category, but I think he's someone, if I had a vote, I'd give it to him for offensive Um you know, it probably have to be Antonio Brown. Yeah. You know, I'm saying it was not quarterback, but yeah, he's already over, well over a thousand yards, and he's very good. I I bet I, you what will happen is is Tom Brady wins the MVP, and that Antonio Brown's win. Antonio Brown wins Offensive Player of the Year, and I I, I, I would also I'm with you, Tyler, about Clay's Campbell. I don't write any notes about uh, either either of those those categories, but you bring up Clay's Campbell, I would like to see him win. AJ Bouye uh, or yeah, Boye. Good. Uh, he, he's been playing really good. I uh, I saw a stat. 26, uh, the quarterback rating or, or passer rating against him this year uh, is, is like 26, and that's best in the league. He's been playing lights out. Marshawn Lattimore is like third with 40-something. But A.J. Boye has been, has been playing great. He came over from uh, Houston uh, to help out this Jaguars defense, and I think he's playing great. So, yeah. Uh, or, or or you could look at somebody like Harrison Smith, like you said, Everson Griffin on, on the Vikings. They're having a fantastic defensive year, as, as, as are the Jaguars. So, yeah. He's been really good. How about you, John? Yeah, uh, I mean, the, you know, all the names you threw out are pretty good. It's tough. Yeah. It's tough. Like I'm, I'm a straight. When it comes to stuff like that, I'm a straight numbers guy. And and without right. seeing the numbers in front of me, it's tough to, tough it's to answer right. now. But but yeah, I mean, everybody you guys mentioned is is playing at an elite level. So you almost can't go wrong. Yeah, I, uh, good point there. Good point there. You know. So obviously, the next one. Uh, we have a very important, important title. Some believe the Sean Payton for what he's been able to accomplish this year. Uh, getting back to what he's known for, maybe it could be in the discussion. Who knows? But um, let's start with you, Dayton. Uh, who do you think right now, uh, or who? where would you put your vote if you had one for, uh, for the coach of the year for the NFL? If I only had one vote, that's really tough. Because I, I, I think it's it comes down to two coaches. Uh, obviously... If if the coach of the year award really meant what it was is like the best coach uh, in the NFL, it's it's going to go to Bill Belichick every year. But it's about this season what what this coach was able to do with with the roster and the hands that he were dealt. Sean Payton is a good candidate, but I'm torn between Mike Zimmer and Sean McVay. Oh. Uh, Zimmer Zimmer of the Vikings and 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 McVay of of the Rams. McVay, the youngest head coach ever in the NFL, currently right now and in the history of the league putting together a fantastic offense. Uh, he's been able to do 
uh, things with this roster that Jeff Fisher, a coach of over 20 years, wasn't able to do, uh, which I think I think is extremely impressive. Goff is actually looking like a number one overall pick now because of McVay and his play calling. Credit to him. Mike Zimmer, uh, totally on the opposite end. He's a great defensive coach, came over from the Bengals, former defensive coordinator, uh, and he's making this defense. That, that That's the reason this team is so good. I mean, Case Keenum has definitely stepped up. Uh, for the injured uh, Sam Bradford and obviously Teddy Bridgewater, but this defense has been playing lights out, like like we mentioned a little bit ago. But if I had to give a vote, I would give to Sean McVay just because of how young he yeah. is, what he's been able to do. But uh, I, it would be split between Zimmer and and McVay for me. What about you, John? I would say McVay as well. I mean, okay. to 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 turn that franchise around as quickly as he has, it's you yeah. know. It's tough to argue, especially with the youth. I mean, you know, as much as I'd love to make a case for for Sean Payton with the youth he has, and he's still got a lot of a lot of leadership and a lot of veteran presence that yeah. that McVay doesn't necessarily have. On, you know, especially the quarterback position. So yeah, that's the that's the route I'd go as well. Uh, ditto. I guess uh, three of a kind here. Um, <laughs> nice. uh, you know, I think it's crazy right now. I think everyone's almost an, uh, everyone's almost awestruck right now. How what he's been able to do in one year, similar to um, what Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott did for the Cowboys that one year. Uh, all, all it took was one year for the Rams. And look, they're already in the midst of a, a playoff run, and it's insane. But speaking of the playoffs, I, I want to hear your guys' Super Bowl predictions. Obviously, right now, for those of you who have been living under a rock, we've got you covered. For the AFC, the main two teams right now are obviously the New England Patriots, and then first place uh, of the entire conference conference is the Pittsburgh Steelers on the NFC. That's where things get a lot more interesting. You have the Minnesota Vikings, who, at least in my opinion, look to be the clear front runner so far. You know, with Eagles coming uh, in second because they lost um, Carson Wentz, you know, to a 20 ACL, which is crazy, too, because he actually stayed in the game after an injury and threw a touchdown pass. So, mm-hmm. stuff there. We've got the Saints, who right now, if they, uh, don't fall on, them, on themselves. Uh, look to be about the third or fourth seed, and then you have the Rams too, who are in the uh, are still right there with them. You have a bunch of wild card teams looking to get in. You have the Lions, the Packers, the Falcons, the Pan- uh, yeah, the Lions, uh, the Seahawks, the Panthers, all those teams. So, what do you guys think? Uh, what would you say? Uh, here, let's make it even more interesting. Who is your Super Bowl prediction, and what? Where would you rank these teams as far as far as by the end of the year, this team will be number one, this team will be number two as far as on the seeding goes? You, so do you just want us to do one and two seeds for both conferences, yeah, and then Super Bowl predictions? Uh, or uh, maybe one through six. I don't know. It's up to you. Do whatever you want. I can't. I can't do one through six. I'm not good at predicting that far. I'm just gonna do. I'm just gonna do. I'm just gonna do one and two for each conference. Um, I think one and two are are going to be uh, Minnesota and L.A. Uh, I think that Minnesota has an easier conference down there. I would love to see the Saints go 12-4, and four, uh, and the Rams could lose too. But, again, the Rams and Vikings have the tiebreaker over us. So if we finish with the same record as them, uh, they're, they're going to get the nod over us, um, which, which makes total sense because they already beat us uh, this season. Right. Um, as far as the AFC, definitely it's going to be Pittsburgh uh, at 2 and New England at 1. I think oh, New England is. I think New England is the only threat coming out of the AFC. Pittsburgh, despite having having a pretty good – uh, game against the Ravens last night. They blew. They were up seventeen to nothing, and they 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 were trailing for a majority of the uh, fourth quarter uh, until they, until they come back came back and won. 
so, but they do have the Super Bowl um, experience on that team. Obviously, Mike Tomlin, Ben Roethlisberger, a couple other guys on that team won a Super Bowl uh, against the Cardinals uh, about seven mm-hmm. seven years ago, um, seven or eight years ago. Uh, but again, I, I think it's going to be the Patriots of the AFC being the number one seed and and, and just cruising on through to the Super Bowl. NFC is a little bit of a different story. We have some competitiveness. I, I, I'm interested to see how the Eagles will play without Wentz. Uh, how much worse are they? Or if, if they're still good enough personnel-wise and coaching-wise to stay afloat and, and still be a good team with that roster that they have. But um, And, and I, I don't see – I don't know if I can trust Minnesota going to the Super Bowl. I don't know if I can trust the Rams going to the Super Bowl. This is not me being a homer. This is me going strictly off of experience, current roster, how the team plays. Give me Saints Patriots in the Super Bowl right now. If I had to see, if they I had are, to say, they're really, I, really complete right now. The they they, you know, they are, the yeah. And when we're healthy, I, I think that this is a team. And again, we have the experience. Peyton and Breeze have won a Super Bowl together. Um, so give give me Saints Patriots if I had to say it right now. And that's not me being a homer. That's that's me just going. <laughs> I don't I don't know if I trust the Vikings or the Rams enough. What about you, John? Um. Well, yeah. AFC obviously it's a two horse race, and you mentioned, you know. Uh, New England should have a pretty easy walk to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I think Pittsburgh has just been getting too many. They, they've been they've been playing with fire too much. They've been, mm-hmm. you know too too many good breaks, and as sooner or later your, your luck's got to run out. So I, I would definitely take New England as the front runner in the AFC. NFC, I mean, th- it, this almost seems like any team that makes the playoffs could win the Super legitimately in okay. in the NFC. There's there's it's they're so much stronger. Than the AFC. Um, yeah. If 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 I had to pick a team now, I would probably just take Minnesota because everything's going to go through Minnesota. But I'm I'm not I'm not really scared of any team in the NFC being you know from the Saints perspective. I think they can beat any one of them. I would love the opportunity to get another shot at the Rams and the Vikings. Um, so so yeah, I, I guess I would take New England, Minnesota, and and I guess that would be the first ever home game for an yeah. NFL team in the Super Bowl. That but, would be um, crazy. But, yeah, um, yeah I, I could see the Saints beating any team that's that's out there. Mm. Me too. Uh, it's funny. For me, I think uh, the dream scenario in Tyler's world is um, somehow the Rams get lost and everything, so they're out of the picture. Uh, I, I mean, they make the playoffs, but they lose, but they're out. Um, I, I would love to see the Panthers play the Vikings. The Panthers end up beating the Vikings – I'd like they did this Saints. week. Yeah, I would love to see the Saints play the Eagles, going to Philadelphia and kicking their butts, and then the Saints uh, being home for the NFC Championship game against the Panthers, and we smack them for a third time, and uh, <laughs> just like the Houston, we make a cam choke on a W if he tries to eat it. So, and then, uh, and then out of AFC, uh, I think it would just be more interesting because I would love to see, I think, I, I think a lot of people would love to see this Antonio Brown on Marshawn Lattimore. So I don't know if it'll happen, but I'd love to see the Saints against the Pittsburgh Steelers for Super Bowl Fifty Two. So that that would that would that would be fantastic, honestly. That'd be fun. Uh, it, it would only be better if if you replace the Panthers with the, with the Falcons, like for this yeah, year. Like if we, if we if we were able to sweep the Falcons and then smack them for the third time in the NFC Championship game. Oh man, that, that's that's a cherry on top. But uh, I like that scenario, Tyler. I really hope that yeah, plays out. Absolutely. But, and 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 again about Minnesota going to that would be amazing if if they were able to make the Super Bowl run not only for this roster but what you just mentioned first home game 
Super Bowl history. Saints, Saints, Saints had the opportunity a few years ago when the when the 49ers and Ravens played. Uh, obviously, weren't weren't good enough to to, to, yeah. to get even close to the Super Bowl. But uh, they 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 were at least able to sniff at someone. It was in the Superdome. So, but uh, that I I think that would be awesome. Uh, but I think either way, it's it's uh, again on the AFC. I think there's only two threats, and the NFC is is a different story. It's it's super tight. Um, John, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, My pleasure. Uh, we're gonna try to have you on again on the show uh, sometime soon, hopefully. Um, go ahead and plug Excellent. away your social media before uh, we do our little sign off. Uh, see. Tell people where they can find you. Again, uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, Snapchat too. It's <laughs> not Snapchat. Just just got on Snapchat. It's all at Saint John Butler. Awesome, awesome. Uh, again, thank you so much for joining the show. Uh, go Saints. Uh, you, you're free to go if if you want to stay on while Tyler does a sign off. Go ahead. But if if uh, yeah, if, if I'm gonna jump to go. off. But uh, awesome. I definitely appreciate the time. I had a lot of fun with you guys. Yeah, thanks so much again, John. We'll we'll talk to you soon, man. You got it. Take care, guys. Who that? Who that? Okay. So our typical sign off, as we always do. So guys, uh, thanks again for tuning in. 26 episodes. We're so happy as always. We're delighted to uh, be giving you guys all this amazing Saints information, Saints talk, from our two amazing uh, hosts, you know, obviously Dayton and myself. So as far as our social media goes, first off, we actually just made a new banner on our Twitter uh, account, uh, at the WDD Podcast. First off, follow us there. But second, check out all of our social media. It will be on that banner, too. But I'll tell you anyway, because we love talking to you guys. So... Again, follow us on Twitter at the WDD Podcast for our official Who That Dish podcast Twitter account. You can follow the lovely host on the other side of the mic, Dayton Brown at Dayton underscore Brown underscore. You can follow me, Tyler Raymond. Just follow me on Twitter at Raymond Tyler M. Make sure to check out the Who That Dish uh, just regular Facebook account. Just search them up on Facebook. Just type in that on Blog Talk Radio and iTunes. You can also find us there. Just search uh, the Who That Dish podcast or something like that. I'm sure you'll find us. Uh, we've got a lot of great content for you guys, and we love doing it. So thank you so much. But, you know, Who That, as always. Yeah, so. yeah. Our, our, our last episode last week with uh, Charlie, very popular amongst you guys, and we really appreciate you giving us support, uh, listening to all of our podcast episodes and, and helping us grow this, this fantastic saints podcast because we love doing it uh thank you tyler for being a great co-host thank you Uh, thank you thank you to john for joining us today thank you to all the guests who are joining us tomorrow hopefully tomorrow we we, we, i I don't think we'll we'll reschedule most likely tomorrow we'll be having joe leo on the show if you guys remember preseason i'm gonna find the exact episode and let you guys know tomorrow on the podcast he joined us and uh we talked some nfl stuff but he is from new york like tyler but he is yep. a Jets fan, uh, and we are going to be uh, diving into the Saints-Jets game. Preview it a little bit. Tell us what you think. Get some Jets perspective from Joe, who follows the team closely. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun, so be sure to tune into that tomorrow. Um, until then, follow us on Twitter, like Tyler said. Follow us everywhere you can. Subscribe to us on Plog Doc Radio, blogtalkradio.com, slash whodatdishpodcast, and um, as well as on, as on iTunes. Uh, again, Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Uh, Who dat?